This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, February the 4th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. It's another Not Friday. But I'm Thursday's child, Eric Cedarstrom, sitting in. I can't make it tomorrow, so Joe let me come in and sit in a day early. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. We offer legal, lawful, constitutional tender, things that are real, things that you can count on, things that everybody tells you that you don't need and are antiquated right up until you do. Call one 800 951 and you can place an order. You can also go to allamericangold.com which is updated daily. It's got prices, news, world events, macroeconomic, socioeconomic destruction of America. It's all there. And never before has it been more prevalent if you have cable or satellite television and you had it on this morning. What's really happening to this country? And uh, it's incredible if you watch the uh, the congressional hearings. And I'm joined this morning with... Uh, the guy that does this show, the new CEO, nephew, and President Joe Jaquin. And I'd like to introduce you to you. Joe, do you have any comments on gold today? I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> Under my constitutional rights, I'm going to plead the fifth. Therefore, we're going to play Van Halen for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny? It is jumpy, the price of gold. Yes, it is going up. Oh, you are going to say that. I'm going to say that. They asked him what his Little name Little Van Halen. What's that guy's name? Shrecky, or I don't know. I apologize. Martin Shreckle. Shreckle? That is his name? Something like that. A more uh, a more smug mug in front of a in front of a congressional hearing you will never see, man, ever. Well, for those of you who don't know who he is, he's uh, he bought a drug company. And they had an AIDS drug. An AIDS. An AIDS drug. HIV drug. Okay. And I want to, you know, and I, I'll i throw some numbers out there, but you'll get the gist. It was like maybe $10. $10 okay. for You got a, a pill, right? Okay. So you go, you get a 30-day supply, and maybe it's 300 bucks. Uh, he bought the company, and then overnight changed the price to $700. Something yeah. like that. Right. Something outrageous. Something huge. Right. And everybody was all mad at him, and, and he was out on TV, and... and was very smug in all of these things, and lo and behold, within within 60 days, he's under federal indictment. Not for the raising of the drug price, but for something else. And I don't know all the details on it, but I do know that he was supposed to testify in front of Congress. Now, was he testifying about the, the drug price? And then he pleaded the fifth because they put him under indictment. Well, he's for under indictment, things. so yeah. i got to tell you. You want to know it's weird how Hollywood in real life... Remember the movie with Jim Carrey, The Majestic? Okay. That yeah, was about the movie about communist, right. Oh, communists going okay. on. Yeah, he had a movie theater. Right. He got, and, he, and he stood up, and he was accused of being a communist, and he's in front of the congressional. And if you look at the attorney that was in that movie, it looks just like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you look at, at Shrekel or whatever his name is, he almost could be Jim Carrey. And I was waiting for him to stand up, you know, and go, shame on you, sir. This is America, and hold up the Constitution, you know. That's how bizarre is that? So when you see it again on tape, think of that. You ever see that movie? It's a great movie. So was that like McCarthyism back then? Yeah, yeah, the great witch hunt for communists, which is amazing now. 
because uh, in case you missed it, you've been asleep, you know, the uh, everything in Walmart is made by communists. <laughs> everything. Everything you got on right now, look around. If you've bought it in the last in this millennium, it's made by communists. Who's really winning? One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. A lot of business news. What a crazy year this has started out to be. I got to tell you. So, I like uh, this week was uh, Groundhog Day. Yes, Puxatawney Phil was oh. out from Gobbler's Down. So apparently we're going to have an early spring because he didn't see his shadow, right? And you know what's funny is he doesn't even do the shadow. And they just put him out, and they've got these two little things, and he picks one. And they talk to him. Right, yeah, yeah. My favorite line is Bill Murray. What a bunch of hypocrites. Hey, everybody taking weather advice from a rat. They used to pull it out of the hole and eat it. <laughs> of course, out here, we always get an early spring. And we have... We don't have a groundhog. We have a rattlesnake, and it crawls out. His name's Agua Fria Fred. <laughs> and of course, rattlesnakes have no shadow. <laughs> so of course, he never sees his shadow. Henceforth, ergo, first day of spring, it's 105. So, I'm just thought we'd throw that in. It's Groundhog Day. I've never been to Punxsutawney to yeah, watch. Well, it. I gotta just think, who is it that? What are we gonna do this week, honey? Let's go to Punxsutawney. I know. Let's go to Punxsutawney and watch the groundhog. And you uh, you see, I mean, there's like thousands of people there. Yeah, well, they do it every year. So, I don't know. You're listening, believe it or not, to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I, I never know what I'm going to talk about. I'm Thursday's child. I'm sorry I won't be able to join you tomorrow. So, I'm sitting in early. Super Bowl's coming this weekend. I see they uh, cleaned up... Uh, Remember Detroit? Let's go back to the Detroit Super Bowl. It was right in the crash of everything. <laughs> right. Okay, they put lights in empty right. buildings. So here, and... GMs just you know going, we don't, we're not going bankrupt, and everything is fine, and the UAW and the unions, and we're doing fine, and the Super Bowl's in Detroit. So they put lights in all the windows of the skylights, you know, the skyline. They went in the high rises, turned on generators, and lit the buildings. Even though the power had been shut off to them a year ago. Where's not a problem in the world? Now in California, and I'll tell you, we have a problem here. But, of course, this is where the homeless winter, you know, they come. <laughs> they winter. Right, they, you know. <laughs> we got the homeless snowbirds. I don't know where they summer. <laughs> because, you know, there's not a lot of people holding up signs, you know, in August at 118 degrees at the intersection of 101 and I-17. But in the winter, it's hard to get a space. They really fight for that space. Patriot Radio News Hour. The blind leads the stupid on this Thursday. I'm Eric Cedarstrump. We'll be back after these messages. Jumping, that'd be great. <laughs> now that would be cool if the Congress did that because they asked him. They go, "You're not going to say anything, are you?" He goes, "No." Well, he'd already declared. I don't know why you're making me come. I'm already. I'm telling you before I get here. I'm taking the fifth. But they said, well, "You're coming anyway." Might as well jump. <laughs> Good job, Ramon. I don't even know where I'm going. I I, I really don't. They're, oh, talking about the homeless and 
They, they've moved them all in. They've opened temporary Super Bowl shelters in California. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, because they don't want them out. You know, every coming. year. Right. Listen, this is where the rich people hang out. This is San Jose, a suburb of Silicon Valley. You can't be around. So they've got uh, little buses running around, putting people in them and driving them to <laughs> temporary You know where you're going to find out? They drove them to Nevada. Right. And then Nevada's <laughs> going to be all bad. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just move them around. Right. So, I mean, it's sad. And it's, but it's just the new world. I've never seen what we're seeing today here in Phoenix, you people, local listeners. I mean, you can't stop at a freeway exit. Somebody's begging all the time. Constantly. Constantly. So it's like their jobs. You know, and then my wife, of course, she's on the road all the time in Scottsdale. And, she, and we drove by one Sunday, the gal, she goes, Oh, yeah, she works the corner over by us. <laughs> so they actually relocate, you know. Right, right. What are you doing here? That's, this is your corner. You're right. over there. It's got to be their business. So, well, Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm down at Fashion Square. And then uh, Mondays and Wednesdays I like to work uh, the uh, North Mall. Yeah, so. speaking of Fashion Square, they're losing a tenant. Uh, Barney's closing up shop. What is Barney's? You know what? You know anything about that? Uh, the only Barney I knew was the Purple Dinosaur, but it's supposedly ooh, ooh. some high-end retail. I saw that. Here it is, the article. Barney's New York is closing after its six-year run at Scottsdale Fashion Square. Now, Fashion Square, that's like one of the good malls. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, they're all, everybody's in there. It's hoity-toity land. The high-end clothing and specialty retailer that boasts the tagline, taste, luxury, humor. I kid you not. Did not know that. Apparently they're not laughing. They're going to close this spring. So, I don't know. Of course, let's just talk about the luxury high line for a little bit. You know, 1%, the 1%ers we keep hearing about. And really, right, the 1%ers, not so much, but it's like the half percenters and above that really get to me. Well, the 1% of this country owns 50% of all stock. How about that? 1% 1% owns 50% of the stock market. So who really gets bailed out, you know? When the Fed and the easy money policy. And We're they, doing it for you. Right. Now, it, it gets even worse. When you get to the top 5%, they own 82% of the stocks now. So you stop thinking about that. Top 5% of the public owns 82% of the entirety equity market. So I mean, at I least I wonder what what numbers that maybe a hundred and twenty five k and above, hundred and fifty k and above, because one percent's two fifty. Yeah, probably one fifty. So. Probably one fifty. Yeah. And above, and you own eighty two percent of the. Well, entire so you know what? That goes hand in hand with the five biggest banks own about eighty two percent of all the deposits. There so you go. What are the numbers? Three hundred million people, right here in America. Is that what it is? Three twenty. So what's one percent? Three hundred thousand. No, 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 no. Uh, 3.2 million? 3.2 million. So that's who they bail out. There you have it. That's who gets the, 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 uh, the end of when they, when you watch the equity markets. Now, you stop and think about it, how they call this the economy, because it's not the economy. So who really cares? You know, at one point, if you go back just 20 years ago, that, uh, the numbers were reversed. 70% of the stock market was owned by the country. Seventy percent of the country owns stocks. How about that? Seventy percent. Seventy percent. Now, of course, back then that was the beginning of day trading. I was coaching girls' kids softball, and the mothers were all trading online stocks. 
I remember. Yeah. They used to have it here in Scottsdale. They had this mother's group. Right. They got together. They even had them on TV a few times. They were all buying and selling, you know, this.com and that.com. But 70% of the public 20 years ago was in the equity market. You want to guess what it is now? The entire population, what percentage of them have one share of stock? One share. Just one? One share. Or more. Just, and I'm talking 401 and I was Okay, 50%. No. It's under, it's, it's actually under a third. It's 32.1%. That's it. That's it. Of the entire population in America is in the stock market. But, but we have like four different stations that do stocks, 24, Bloomberg, right. CNBC, Fox News, I mean, right. so Fox when you, Business. When you, when you think about it, you look at this as the equity market, you're aware now that 70% of the public it doesn't do anything for. Right? Well, 70%! It doesn't do anything for them well, at all. A lot of people we know at the uh, during the housing crisis, they, the, the little bit of money they had in their 401ks, they took it. Yeah, and they paid their bills. Tried to pay their bills. Until and, they couldn't do it anymore. And then they ended up with nothing. That's what happened. So they're all gone. So you got five percent of the population is now controls eighty percent of the equity market. So when they said Wall Street won't open Monday, right, like it was all going to be horrible. This is how they. This is how the demographics and the dynamics have changed in America. So when you watch all this, big deal. So oh, the Dow's at sixteen thousand. It doesn't matter. It could be at sixty thousand. The only people that's going to help are people that are in the Hamptons this weekend. <laughs> you understand that? Yeah, that's the only people that help. Doesn't help anybody else, with the exception of maybe, you know, public pension plans. They're so far underwater, the Dow needs to go to 160000 just to break even. So they manage these 30 stocks, but I'm not talking about just the Dow 30. I'm talking about the entire equity market. Less than a third of the countries even has a, a share of stock now. Look how it's changed. It's at an all-time low. People don't want it. A, they, they live, this country's wealth is in their paycheck. I mean, that's, that's where their money is. It goes hand, hand to mouth if you're, if you're working. You're either living at home on food stamps, an Obama phone, and some sort of uh, disability check that they're waiting for them to recharge your MasterCard midnight on the 31st, or you're out working. You know, if you've got a family and kids, you're renting an apartment. They're not buying. This whole entire generation's not buying. They're not in the stock market. What? what? You, I, I ask you, all right, with a country that's tacking on a trillion dollars of debt every 35 days right now, it seems to be. I mean, we're at $19 trillion on the debt just like that, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, all Wait until this time next year. We're going to be talking about 20 All I did was rotate my tires. I, was, <laughs> I turned it off. It was $18 trillion, You turn it back on $19 trillion. So I don't see how they're going to bail it out. How, how Wall Street creates wealth isn't going to help Main Street. This is going to help the housing market. And the, if we can't get America working again, the only way to get them working again, you can only have so many public projects, and you can only keep people on welfare and food stamps for so long. And eventually, they, even they get tired of doing that, they go out and beg on the corners. They, I'm telling you, I'm seeing 30-year-old people standing on the corners, male and female, with signs up. Give me money. Something's got to pop. How about the elections we're looking at here? You know, may, a lot of people, and I mean, I think this country's angry. I think people have had it. They've had it. I, I told Joe, and Joe, on, when I called my Bernie Sanders call, you know, a year ago, I said, you know, if they mobilize these kids, that's who they're going to vote for. And again, I hate to say it, but 
I believe in some of his policies. Now, I'm the most right-wing guy you possibly could have that you've ever met in your life. And yet, I agree. I'm, this is how backwards the world is. I line up. I think they need to raise the minimum wage. Wall Street got away with this whole deal. They, they really did. That's who did it. Right. Wall Street got away with it. They promised us that we we're all going to reap the rewards. And, and, of course, like you said, the Dow needs to be 50, 60, 70,000. It didn't happen. Instead, what happened is we went from 70% of the population owning stocks because they were all working their manufacturing blue-collar jobs. We got rid of all those jobs. Now you got 30 people that only 30% of people own in stock, and it's still only at 16,000. I listened to the show you and Homer did this week about Marshalltown, Iowa, and the caucuses, and how Marshalltown now is Hispanic, and all the uh, the meat packers. They Let make, me tell you right they now, make you, a third of what they made 30 years ago. You made a good living being a meat packer in Marshalltown, Iowa. Been there. I've been up to Sioux City, Iowa. Man, you see these old meat packing towns, dude. They were hey, it was job. a hard job. Listen, that's why I made right. a mistake. It was a tough job. It wasn't a job you would aspire to, but uh, you could do it and raise your family. You'd raise your family, send your kids to college. Here's the good news, though. The houses, the same, the houses in Marshalltown and Sioux City are the same price they were in 1975. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> there you go. Because you know what we have to pay people. Oh my God! You know what the price? The is? house, the house price may be the same. Nothing else is the same. The price of beef will skyrocket. Right? The cost of beef isn't the same. The the cost of electricity isn't the same. The car cost isn't the same. You imagine? You know, I'm one of the only few. I was here and I was doing daily radio right here in this time slot in Colorado, up on KHNC 1360, and I was talking about Mickey Canner and Madeline Albright when they were putting together NAFTA and GATT. And the whole idea, and they got all the unions behind them. And remember, the uh, Teamster Union was ten times the size that it was the day that they ratified that. Ten times! And they all voted for it. Well, you know, let me tell you, you don't think the Wall Street guys knew that? They, they knew that exactly what they were doing. So the pitch was, we're going to take your retirement money, your 401k, why don't you give it to us? We're going to build, we're going to open up new markets in China, in emerging markets, they called them. Yeah, we're going to take your 50000 and make it 500000 On the Pacific Rim. We're going to employ these people, and then we're really going to be able to sell them lots of a mana and Frigidaire product. Whirlpool. Whirlpool. We're going to be able to sell them cars. I mean, we're, and we're going to build them here and sell them there. And you guys, we're, it's just going to be the greatest thing. Free trade. Free trade for America. Imagine if they had told them the truth. Well, here's what's going to happen. We're going to take your retirement money, put it over there. Then we're going to fire all of you. Okay, and then wages are go- not going to go up for two decades. They're actually going to go down, and we're going to open our borders and let everybody in. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> At the time, they're making like 48 bucks an hour with full benefits. Kids are in college. Houses are paid for. They you're going to have to. You're going to have to cash out your 401k just to try to pay your bills. By the time it's all done, you're going to be living off the government dead broke. And then you put your money in Wall Street, and the Dow will be 35,000 by 2,000. But they told him. Didn't work, did it? What a disaster. Now, even, you know, true conservatives, I'm really not even sure what that is anymore. Because, I mean, if if we had real markets and we still built things in free markets, Wall Street Wall Street would be really probably at four or five thousand. The wealthy would have taken the hit. All the people in the Hamptons this weekend, all the CEOs, all the bankers would have taken a hit. Chase Bank would no longer be here. Wells Fargo would not be here. State Farm would be gone. Insurance companies, they'd have defaulted on every annuity. 
But would we be better off? Wall Street hadn't done anything for me going to 16,000. Hadn't done anything. For anyway, you people listening. Listen, really, you think about it, the only reason that's at 16,000 is they've decided to double the P.E. ratios. You're just paying twice as much for the same stock that you would have paid 20 years ago. Well, you know, when people ask me now what I think, I just take the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Mr. Shirley, and uh, I told you this was going to happen. So now what are we going to do? So who do you vote for in an election? So along comes Donald Trump, says he wants to bring it all back. Long said it comes Bernie Sanders, who says the same thing. I'm going to bring it all back. I'm going to put it back. I'm going to put America back to work again, which is what they both stand for, the same thing. Uh, Sanders wants to open the border, leave them open, and, and Trump wants to build a wall. Sanders wants to let keep the service economy but pay people 25 to $35 an hour by taxing Wall Street because that's where the money goes. That's where the government bails out Wall Street. So you, you just pour it in there, put it over here. Which you're get you're doing it anyway, and I don't think you people understand this. I mean, if you may, if you when you hit the, the the tax brackets, you know you're in the upper tax brackets. They take half of your money. Why? I mean, so you'd either be paying on a Big Mac, you know, or or a hammer would be you know thirty dollars instead of nine bucks from Ace Hardware because it's built in America. But you you know you're going to pay for it one way or another because now you're paying it through taxation where they just hand everything out to people who don't work. Or you could be paying it by American-made goods and high wages by people who do work. Either way, you're paying. I'd rather have people working. I don't want to stop in every corner in Scottsdale, Arizona, and have people holding up signs anymore. I'm done with it. But it's a world that we live in. Somebody better fix it. I'll tell you what, if, if they bring the status quo in, which scares me, you know, I told you last week, don't. Don't underestimate the power of the machine. And I'm talking about the Bush family, the Clinton family. I mean, these people are ruthless. And they know how the cow eats the cabbage, because they've done it before. Patriot Radio News Hour. The socioeconomic destruction in full swing. We'll be back. Stay with us. Patriot Radio News Hour. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. Thursday's child, working like a dog, getting the news out to you. You know, it's so bizarre, history repeating itself. You look at uh, the oil prices, now rising gold and falling equities. Do, 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 do. Where have we seen this before? Can you say 2007, Alex? You know, the, the days where every day the Dow is up or down triple digits. Yeah, we've had every day except three has had a triple-digit close for 2016, either up or down. That's amazing. Well, I'll tell you why. You know, let's just really look at it. You know, the cash, I know you guys don't care, but I watched the cash cattle market didn't open this morning. There were no cash trades. Which, you know, use cattle, that's a different story. Farmers use it. If you have cows standing in your field, if you're a farmer and you're out standing in your field, (laughs) literally and figuratively, but you're really good, if you're smart, you hedge your cattle. You know, they get hit by lightning. The cattle market could crash. So, you know, you hedge them. You know, you use the fu- that's what the futures market was designed for. Same thing if you were a gold jeweler or if you're a gold trader. Gold you miner. Right. You hedge, you hedge your production. You hedge. That's what they invented these markets for. Now, Wall Street was, was created, quote, unquote, to create wealth. All right. So companies can expand. 
So you can invest in you know technology like television sets. And you mean like it wasn't that. created so they could buy back their own stock? No, no, oh. no. So, but now there you need growth. You know you need to have you need to have what they they used to call uh, cyclical changes. You need new leadership. You know, so this segment, this sector, technology led, and then the, then everybody gets scared and the financials lead because everybody's buying bonds. And you know they they call it sector rotation. Yes, that's what they like to use. There's no sector rotation because they just bailed it out. They didn't fix anything. Now it's all they got to be standing there going, "We just raised interest rates a quarter point. Oil's tanking. Gold's running. Wall Street. The bond market collapsed. The dollar is in free fall." So here we are again. What did they fix? Let me go back to the first part of the show in case you missed it. Five percent of the country owns eighty-two percent of all stocks. They fixed that. Don't worry about those people. Okay, it's the other ninety-five percent. You, uh, you know, you got Dow sixteen thousand. The five percent have have eighty some percent of that. You, the the ninety-five percent we get to share about twenty-eight hundred points of that. That's it. That's all we get. So I think it's very clear. Okay, that when there's no growth, okay, there's no growth. In the equity markets. There hasn't been. The government created it. And by the way, the Federal Reserve and central bankers that create bubbles are the ones who pop them. That's how stupid they are. We unexpectedly, we didn't know, you always hear that word, well, Wall Street crashed unexpectedly today. (laughs) (laughs) Right, no one ever comes out on the TV and says, hey, we're going to crash it today. Well, guess what? We're giving you a little heads up here. So, So you got triple digit every day except three. Every trading day this year except three. Today's probably not going to be any exception either, so... They're trying to flatten out. Yesterday it was down. Well, the Dow, the Dow was down 100 points today. It was up almost 200 points today. Now it's at zero. I mean, it's just it's like a, a heartbeat. If they get rid of volatility, you can't make money at all because there's no growth. If the Fed is going to raise rates and not pump money in so the 82% can make their child support, alimony, and third vacation home and Learjet payments. <laughs> All right. How about a G6? A G6. All right. If they're not going to pump that up, then that only leaves volatility. Now, in quote-unquote free markets, you know, you go back to the Great Depression. More millionaires were made, believe it or not, per capita than in any other time in history. Even the dot-com thing and everything. Because of why? Well, volatility. You know, buy low, sell high, things go down, it goes back up, we go to war. We went to war. People that bought farms for pennies on the dollar became millionaires. All right? The only thing they have now in Wall Street is volatility. You have to have triple-point days. you got to buy in the morning, sell at lunch, go short or long after lunch, and sell again. I mean, it's crazy. It's all that's left. There is no growth. So we're looking at what are the markets telling us? Lay a chart over 07. I mean, it doesn't take a genius. Just lay it over. And that's right exactly where we're at again. When you have industrialized countries canceling bond auctions because no one's going to buy their debt, there's problems. Well, now you've got, again, as I said, central banks create the problem, China. China took the Alan Greenspan model. They did the same thing. Okay, now they moved everybody in on auction. They mobilized them. I guess instead of manifest destiny here in America, go west, young man, over there, Go east, cowboy. <laughs> so they all moved into, they left the rice paddies, they came into town on auctions, they all got jobs, working for the same companies your grandparents worked for. 
working for General Electric, General Motors, Ford, Chrysler. That's who they work for over there. What did China do? China started pumping money into the real estate markets. Matter of fact, they started building, building, building. That's what drove the commodity markets. It drove the price of cement, steel, metal, copper, everything. They just built, 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 built. Then they pumped money in. Now, all of a sudden, the communist-owned companies are like, you know, these people aren't making their payments. <laughs> so what do they do? Okay, they created the bubble. What are they supposed to do? They're supposed to keep pumping more money in. Now right. China is talking about pulling back. They announced this week they're pulling back out of the real estate markets. They say they have as much as $5 trillion in bad mortgages. Well, you know what's so funny is we talked about George Soros, Kyle Bass, uh, another one of these mega-cabillionaires, hedge fund guy. He was out yesterday and saying, don't believe a word they say. Devaluation of the renminbi is coming, and it's and really he's he's got a great point. It's just simple math. This is what central banks do when your economy slows down. You cut rates, you devalue your currency, you weaken your currency. China's going to weaken, and he and he said it's not going to be five percent or ten percent, fifteen or twenty, thirty to forty percent. And this is it's like we've been saying. It's the race to the bottom. Well, the entire world. But they, the business model's broken, Joe, because they all want to race to the bottom so they can sell goods to America. And Europe. <laughs> America and Europe are done. We're done. If the kids don't start having babies and buying homes, you got a third uh, entire. The biggest segment of the generation is not in. Well, biggest just, segment of the population. Just think about this for a second. So you just graduated from college. You got a job. You're lucky you got a job. And uh, you're out there working. Just to rent a a one bedroom apartment, that's about a thousand dollars. You went to school on student loans. You got to make your student loan payment. That's another five hundred dollars a month. You need to get to work, so you got to have a car. On top of it, you got to have car insurance. That's another six hundred dollars a month. I mean, then you got to pay the electric bill, the phone bill, all this. They're broke. Well, and then again, back to. Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. Can they fix it? I guarantee you, Jeb Bush gets in, which they say Jeb Bush now has got a trick up his sleeve and he's going to win New Hampshire. They see they've done all this what? before. I'm telling you, this is what they're saying. But, uh, I mean, or Hillary Clinton or any of them get in, with the exception of Donald Trump or Sanders. And I'm going to tell you why, why I may vote for Bernie Sanders. If you could believe Eric Cedarstrom just said that. When we return, you might agree with me. We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom sitting in my weekly day. Thank you for tuning in. I can't tell if I'm right or left anymore. I know. You guys, people, you say, don't listen to that guy. He's a right-wing, wacko, extremist nutcase, and I never denied it. So now if you're a left-wing, wacko, extremist, are you part of the tinfoil nation as well? I think we're in the same camp. Let me ask you a question. Okay? Here's been the business model since I opened this company by Wall Street and the elected officials and every senator and every president. The business model has been to get rid of all American jobs, move them offshore, and give money to Wall Street. Does anybody want to argue with that? 
Is that that's what Bush did? That's what Clinton did. That's you can't really tell them apart. But that was the business model, and it's been going on. You're right. You look at just look at corporation tax rates. They cry about oh, we're still paying way more than everybody else. They've gone nothing but straight down for the last fifty years. W. Bush, okay, you conservative, you love him, you love him, okay. That that's exactly what he did. He stood there and talked about free trade and after gas. Told America to go to Disneyland, and we're going to bail out. He sat there. I've got the articles. I kept them. He sat there with the banking guys, and they all gra- they well, drafted. Daddy uttered the words "New World Order." Well, they drafted the bailouts, all right, and the the harp and the hamp and the tarps and this. Well, that was all Bush. Then here comes Obama, the most liberal, worst thing that's ever happened in this country in the history of any country. Now. He's starting to show his true colors, for lack of better words. Do you see the praises about uh, Islam today? That's all that. Isn't that amazing? doesn't matter what religion it is. Excuse me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Did the uh, Lutherans uh, declare responsibility for the World Trade Center? Is there something that I missed? But anyway, he had the same policy. we got to keep bailing out. we got to do TARP. we got to do HAMP. we got to keep bailing out Wall Street. And who gets it? 5% gets 82% of the money. 5% gets 82% of the money. 5% of America gets 82% of the money. 95% gets 18 This is where we've come today. So I ask you, is that a good policy? Get rid of American jobs, NAFTA, GATT, move everything offshore, buy everything from communists, and then bail out Wall Street. Because I don't care. Pick a president. That's what they did. Does that make me, if I love Bush and if I go for that policy as Fox News, does that make me a Republican? Now let me ask you something. Bernie Sanders wants to reverse it. Okay? He wants to give money to the people that are working and take the money from Wall Street. So which one is it? Is that, to me, that seems conservative. Okay, do you really want taxpayer money going to people in the Hamptons? Or do they really need it? Maybe we should quit bailing them out. Well, then again, you know what? you got to really think about how did they get the money? And the, and the realities are is they changed all the laws right. to stick it to the 95%. Well, all the money, all the wealth in D.C., baby. It's all in D.C. It's all government contracts, everything. That's where the real wealth is. Where the money? That's why we have wars. Hello? That's why we had all of them. It's all money. Used to be, you know, they go to countries, we don't have a war. What do we need guns for? You buy the guns, we'll get you the war. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, the sad part is the, the Iraq and Afghan wars, those weren't big enough. They weren't big enough to get us out of it. So what's the conservative thought process? Is It, it used out? to be small government, didn't no, it? No. I mean, yeah, you'd think. That's I mean, that was my definition of it, but that's, no one even talks about that anymore. So is it conservative, George Bush, give money to Wall Street? And ratify free business, 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 right? business, business, right? Ratify free trade agreements and send more people to the unemployment line. Oh yeah, and open borders. That was a big Bush deal too. You know, Jorge Bush. Remember that? You know, we have to have the Hispanic vote. Is that conservative? I don't think so. Not in the true sense. I mean, you got to you know, go back to the Birch Society. It isn't. It's the most liberal thing, but this, of course, you were a conservative. If you somehow the media has even hijacked that. I know they've hijacked everything. So I can't tell. I'm asking. It's not a rhetorical question. So is it wrong for me to think it's a good idea? So you're thinking all these young kids that are voting for Sanders are actually conservatives? Well, they don't own stock. We just proved that. And these aren't my numbers. These came yes yeah, from CNBC. <laughs> 
And they're like, yeah, I don't want to give those guys any more money. Let's don't bail them out. So here we are at the threshold again. The charts say it's all happening again. So let's say Wall Street goes to 6000 by October. Okay, now, you people, you all played along. We all played along good, all right? And people that could paid their houses, those that couldn't, didn't. People walked away, whatever. But have you been to Chase Bank lately? They don't give a crap how long you stand in line. They really don't. They don't care. They have one person up here working the drive-in window. There's 20 people out waiting inside. They don't care. Let me ask you. They're looking at you like, why are you waiting in line? Fall in line. I think they should open the Fed window to Chase Bank and give them, I don't know, a couple, two, three, four, five trillion dollars. Keep the thing open. Think they should do that? Or should they let it fail? I think we may find out. We're going to find out. Listen, these banks aren't making any money. No. I mean, you look at uh, just uh, Credit Suisse, the largest bank in Switzerland. It's at a 25-year low. Everyone's yanking their money out. Of course, the Swiss went negative first. And now you got Japan negative, all of Europe. They, they can't make any money. The Fed's not raising rates. We all know it. You can't make money. Let's go back for a minute. Credit Suisse stock is at a 25-year 25-year low. low. Their stock price. Their stock price. After all the buybacks, I got so many articles. All these buybacks are starting to blow up in these companies' faces. You know, they bought their stock back at a hundred dollars. Now it's down to seventy-five, and all these other things. And and uh, today, Deutsche Bank its spread started to blow out. We we barely mentioned all the Italian banks and all the trouble they're in, and and they're they're trying to whistle past the graveyard like none of this is going to affect them. That's a song I'll bet Ramon can't find. <laughs> Whistling Past the Graveyard by Molly Hatchet. <laughs> of course, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I mean, look at everything that's going on. You think gold's on a run on accident? I can't tell. You know, I just can't tell where I'm at anymore. I'll be 57 this year. And uh, and all the stuff you thought you knew. And everything I thought I knew, I don't know anymore. I mean, I'm watching an entire generation unable to buy a home and raise a family. An entire generation. Don't look like the country I grew up in. I left home at 15, never went back. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment, coming up on a Thursday. Stay with us. We'll see you here. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. It's a great day to be alive. Hope this finds you well. Man, we got a cold winter out here in Phoenix. We're in the 30s. It's going to be 70-some degrees. It's going to be 80 next week, right. so no more complaining. So, Phoenix opens in town. Super Bowl this weekend. Go Broncos, right? I'm rooting for them. What Carolina? You know, I tell you how bad this has become to me. I'm becoming oblivious. Which Carolina are they, north or south? <laughs> you don't know, do you? See, nobody knows. <laughs> and then they have the national champions, uh, uh, Clemson. They're in Carolina. Nobody knows which one. <laughs> Somewhere over there. Somewhere. One of those Carolinas. <laughs> yes. Dumber than a stick, uglier than a mud fence. Patriot Radio News Hour. So, what are the markets? Uh, quick look here at the market. Uh, like I said, the Dow was down 100, up 200. Uh, now it's back down to being down again. Uh, Dow is down 10 points right now. The Nasdaq's down 11. The S&P is down 4. Crude oil has been all over the map. Is now down 42 cents, $31.84. Uh, the one thing that is up today, gold 
up another $14 this morning, $1,155. Silver up $0.15, cents, $14.90. Yesterday, I ran $20 Liberties at $13.30. We're up 15 bucks, and I'm going to pretend I didn't see it until I run out of them. U.S. $20 gold pieces, $20 Liberties, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, 1866 to 1907, what the government now says is collectibles at 1330 until they're gone at 800-951-0592. That's a great price number. You know, I still can't believe how tight the premiums are. You remember when uh, this all started and oil was falling and gold rolled over $1,000 and Wall Street fell below 10, and that was in 07 and Bush was meeting. You know, at $1,000 gold, a U.S. Liberty was about seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars $1,800. It was really pricey. Because the premiums were really high because they get what's called a fear factor or a market factor built into them. Doesn't it feel like we're one day, one mistake away? It does. Yeah, and I think a, we are. a big move, and I don't think a $100 gonna, plus move. It's not going to be here. It's going to be external. That's what I'm saying. Right. External. Whether it's China, Japan, Europe, who knows? Negative rates and... and the Fed. This is what's even funnier. The Fed just raised rates. I know. I mean, <laughs> how crazy They is know it? not what they do. I played yesterday, I played Ben Bernanke's clip where he was talking about how everything was contained and oh, going to be fine. Yeah, I remember that. And, and we were going to have to raise rates to and there's no real estate bubble. I remember we played that live. I played that again yesterday just to to remind uh, everybody about how little these guys actually know. Well, we live in a global society. Just to prove how much we do, a mosquito in South America is now wreaking havoc. Yeah, a Zika is, is, could be the worst disease ever. Why? Because there's nobody to stop them from coming here. <laughs> Not even the wall. So be careful. I don't know. You always wonder if that'll be the pestilence or disease will be the end. I think it'll be a financial bomb. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Call 1-800-951-0592 and get an order in while you still can, because one day you won't be able to. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Take care. Goodbye now.